Hi guys, welcome back to Mata Talk. Today we're going to be um have an amazing guest. Um she is an author and also she wrote a sci-fi book and she's going to talk about um her journey and her mental health as well. Um so yeah, who is this net? We have Polina here with us and she is waiting for us. So please welcome Polina. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, we're just like so excited to, to talk to you. And we read a little bit of the book, and we're like a fan already. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. The day and, is here. <laughs> yes. Um, Introduce yourself and what's your pronouns and what do you do? So, like you guys know already, my name is Paulina. A lot of people call me Pau, though, if that's a bit more easier. A lot of <laughs> my close friends call me Pau. Um, <laughs> pronouns are she, her. And I am a senior associate. So I work for QuickBooks uh, on their admin team. And I work from home, which is super nice. I have no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Of course. Of course. I'm so excited. Um, so I got a glimpse of the book a little bit, and uh -huh. I, I loved it. And I just wanted to know what made you inspired to, like, make, um, to write a book, and where did it all start? So I actually started writing short stories when I was about six years old. Um, oh. I... I ended up going to my mom's office a lot after she picked me up from work. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, she had like an extra desk and an extra computer and all that. And I clearly Aww. got bored because she <laughs> was still working and I had to figure out a way to, you know, kill time. And I just, you know, opened up a Word document one day and I wrote my first short story and I remember it so well. It was about like two dogs falling in love or something like that. That is so, so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> the most random short story ever. But I remember the feeling of just having no boundary essentially of uh, my imagination. And I absolutely loved it. So when I finished that, you know, the rest is history. I just kept writing short stories for myself. I bought myself a journal eventually, and I did a lot of that, like a daily journaling, but, you know, just kind of writing about how my day went. Um, but the book itself, I, I knew I always wanted to write a book, but I knew how much work it would be, you know? Yeah. I, is that a point like in high school, for example, I was like, I really want to write a book one day, but I don't know if I have the patience to do that. I don't know how I'm going to come up with a huge story, et cetera, et cetera, you know, kind of making uh, excuses for it. And I remember <laughs> I was super sick. I had a huge uh, or I had a fever and I fell asleep and I had the most random dream ever till this day. And <laughs> I woke up for some reason and I felt Inspired to make it a story essentially <laughs> and I didn't want to ignore it you know so uh, the minute I woke up I didn't care how high my fever was I sat at my desk and I just kind of started 
you know, writing down all the random ideas and eventually put it together. But um, that's kind of where the sci-fi ended up happening. You know, mm. I just felt like it, 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 uh, it was meant to be a sci-fi psychological thriller. And I wanted to challenge myself as a writer, too, because I tend to be more of a rom-com lover, you know, when it yeah, yeah. specifically. So I was like, you know what? I will take the challenge. I woke up inspired and let's see where I go with this. Um, yes. But the characters, I would say, especially the main character, Peter, a lot of my personal feelings throughout the years, I definitely incorporate to, the, to his character. Um, mm. uh, more of his uh, mental health side. So yeah, uh, and and uh -huh. that's really inspirational to like like refreshing to hear because I kind of like semi relate to Peter actually. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> a little oh, bit. So there you go. <laughs> I want people to relate to my character. That's like the best thing you can tell a writer. It, <laughs> like yeah, to your character. <laughs> and and and, and, and finished the book yet? But I'm just like, oh, hmm. cool, cool, cool. But like, <laughs> I'm already excited for the second book and stuff. Was that oh, in already in the works? It is. It definitely ah. is. It's just taking a long time because I'm I'm really I'm being picky. <laughs> I'm, I'm really pressuring myself. So it's, it's kind of hard. Book, it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure my readers are happy, you know. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, I, I have to go back. I have to, you know, make sure everything makes sense. So it's it's very time consuming. That's that's for sure. So is your sure. second book is gonna be the same genre or is gonna be different? Uh, for this one, yeah, it's the same genre, sci-fi, psychological thriller. Um, I, it's not 100% yet, but I do want to make it a trilogy, that series in itself. So we'll mm. see. Um, if I feel like it can end in the second book, then I'll leave it there. You know, like I don't uh. want to I don't want to push it too much if it doesn't make sense, you know, so mm. Yeah, yeah, but I'm also working on another another novel uh, that has nothing to do with this series. So yes. one, I'm really trying to challenge myself right now. And this novel I'm working on, this one's a, a rom-com one, just for fun. So, oh. yeah. So, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you find time and, you know, like all this to, you know, put your work and to write a book and everything? So right now I'm uh, pretty lucky besides working from home, I'm actually only working part-time. So mm. the days I don't work, I I just dedicate it to my writing. Uh, I'm trying to get the best of it, you know, and stay busy mm -hmm. all week. So I I have no complaints about that. I, ha I definitely have the time right now. And uh, I do like going to the library or Barnes and Noble specifically. I have to give a shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I spend most of most of my days my free days anyway and I um, I wrote my book there and I published my book through Barnes and Noble so sounds like a true author to be honest like in a book yeah. to get inspiration oh, thank you. you surround yourself with my cup of coffee the matcha specifically yeah. that you guys ended up giving me thank you so much for that by the way <laughs> you surrounded yourself with books so that like maybe give you inspirations and yeah a little background of paulina me and paulina actually worked together in it for yes, a couple of, yeah. yeah and well i asked paulina because she was um very um she is actually in our peer age and she spoke oh. up in regards well she kind of like um inspired me because mm. um how she 
stood up and say, hey, this is not the working environment I want to be part in Mm -hmm. and not shall be the company, but like, (laughs) 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 but, um, but like with her, um, you know, like standing up for herself, it made me kind of realize like, you know, wow, like this chick knows what she wants and it really gave me like an, like a few years later and down the line and I went back to what she said and, and I said, Oh, this is not very healthy for me, nor my physical health, mm-hmm. right? And and what your environment really affects you. And yeah, and I wanted to go back to that where you were and mm-hmm. how like where did you recognize it? And where did you like decided I don't want to be part of this company anymore? And a lot of people in our age, a lot of people mm-hmm. in our age work in a corporate company. They're in the hamster wheel all day, like oh, nine to yeah. five, nine to five, mm-hmm. nine to five. And suddenly a few years later down the line, you're not going to see it like, oh, I just wasted those years where I can just do something and stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. And I wanted to know, like, like, how did you identify that around that time and, and, and say, this is not who I am and where we're all started? Oh man. Well, as you know, Liam, uh, I was only there for three months, which is nothing, you know, from being with a company. Um, I think it kind of hit me when, not to name any names, (laughs) but (laughs) I really did not have a good team at the end of the day. My manager, I, yeah, I'll just... (laughs) I'm gonna try to re- re- reel it back with that, but I did not have a good manager. The assistant manager, you would think, you know, like at least someone has to be. It just takes one person to believe in you. It takes one person to really be your hype woman or hype man. And yeah. I, I didn't have that, unfortunately. And mm. I was. Uh, it was very easy for me to see that because, as you know. We do, I think it was two weeks of training, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, yes, you in another place first. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I was uh, with a completely different manager and a different person that was helping me train. And they were absolutely fantastic. And if I'm being completely honest with you, if I would have stayed with them specifically, I probably would have tried, you know, uh, (laughs) growing in the company, you know, because At the end of the day, for me, if you don't have a a good mentor, a good manager or whatever, it's all off for me because, I mean, that's your job, (laughs) you know, like that's your job. Your job is to make sure that I learn, I feel comfortable and that you're going to help me get to where I want to be, you know. Mm -hmm. So I definitely didn't feel that with my team. And I remember like certain things I was very afraid to ask questions Uh, That happened pretty fast where when I did get the guts, because I sincerely didn't know how something worked, I had a coworker and I'll never forget, but I had a coworker that told me like, I just told you how to do that yesterday. So Mm, I don't mm. understand why you, like it didn't register essentially. So that is so dumb, you know? know Technically you were new, you know, like this, I mean, everyone goes through the same steps, you know, like everyone goes, has different ways of comprehending, of learning of Mm -hmm. the new skills. And, and that's really like understandable, like to, to kind of like, Hey, I'm still in my training wheels before I ride my bike with me to, you know, wheels training you know 
training wheels. I'm still on my training wheels, but until I ride my bike with two wheels, net. <laughs> um, yeah, like everyone needs to go through this, like you know, like exercises and, and oh, mistakes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did, did did you felt like you were dragging your feet to work and or? Oh like, yeah. And if I'm being honest, I started calling sick, but I was perfectly fine because I just didn't want to be there. You know, mm. my anxiety was just through the roof. And I think, you know, with time, I it wasn't going away. And as as much as I wanted it to be different going into work, I really tried, you know, switching my mentality and be like, OK, hey, like, be thankful. At least you have a job count your blessings right yeah but, yeah word, they made it so incredibly difficult i and i you know i i didn't i couldn't take it anymore and mm -hmm. i had no plan if i'm being honest with you you know i didn't have a job lined up or anything after that mm -hmm. and i i need to give a a quick you know not gonna name any names but i a quick shout out to my best friend like he was the one to really like encourage me like hey you know yeah it's just that one person yeah don't don't settle into that just you know yeah. just because it's a job like you have to watch out for yourself and there's something that's gonna come along for you like you just gotta believe that you know so yeah it was very difficult, but I definitely had the support from him and, of course, mm -hmm. my husband. But back in the day, he was just your boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, I bet because, like, you know, like we were structured to feel like, like to have that um, nine to five job. I think you felt like this is what who I am. Like exactly. this is my identity, and yes. able to have that out of that structure. I bet it felt like you had to go through like emotional phases, right? Like through like. Oh, yeah denial like um and accepting and oh mad, yeah angry all of those things oh right? yeah i went through it all and you know now that i think about it the day i thought to myself i'm leaving was mm -hmm. when the assistant manager called me in uh, i don't know if this happened to you liam but they would call you in sometimes to talk about uh your career development because they were having some sort of like thing happening in another property or whatever um and she was like oh you know start thinking about this like you can meet these people if you want to like transfer over whatever and i thought to myself in that moment i don't want to grow here <laughs> like why am i having this conversation with this assistant manager that's super rude and doesn't even yeah. care you know like if it were up to her i'd probably be still working under her for the rest of my life you know she mm -hmm. just gave off that vibe the um, chemistry wasn't really there anymore oh no no absolutely yeah. not and it was just even the little things that started happening and one thing that i learned being in that company is I made sure with future jobs, I would hold them accountable for certain things because you know how a lot of companies like to preach that, oh, either like the customer's always right or, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to do whatever it takes for them to be happy because we need, you know, good yeah. views or whatever it may be, right? So in this case- Technically, like companies should be more- um be more like aware of the employees like um you know mental health as well right exactly like, 
Yeah. yeah like, but they're like, too focused on preaching the other thing, right? It's always the client, the client, the client, mm-hmm. and they don't care what the employees have to go through. Yeah. As long as the client's happy. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I really tried practicing that, you know, I wanted to make sure my manager saw me, you know, do the above and beyond, right? Go above and beyond. And I remember a particular client and like her family, they Mm -hmm. came uh, and something got messed up. I think like someone accidentally like uh, I can't go into specifics, but it was someone messed up. But because I was dealing with the client that day, it looked bad on me. I'll just say mm-hmm. that. You know? yeah. And I had to be the problem solver. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I probably I felt so bad that, you know, I told them, like, you know, if you come back, like, I'm going to be more than happy to, like, uh, purchase you. Um, what is it? I, I, I asked them if I wanted, like, if they wanted something from Starbucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. I felt so incredibly bad. And I'm like, please email me your order and I will go, I will make sure it's here for you the day you come back. That is so sweet. Oh, thank you. That's a good customer service. (laughs) Yeah. Like sometimes you just gotta, and you know, at that point I just felt so bad that I just, Mm. you know, it's the the most power I had. Like at least get, let me get you a Starbucks. (laughs) You know, I couldn't (laughs) do more than that. And um, my manager was not happy. She you know, happy, so you know, I really like relate to your story because, like, like in any type of field that I work in, you know, and this is like the hardest one actually, and oh, you know, wow. like they make yeah, really the hardest one, and they make you really like. Um, I think I saw I I felt it in my body when it felt like um burned out, you know, like oh, that burned out, mm-hmm. you know, like it started with a burned out and pandemic happened <laughs> and lockdown happened so of course like in my head of like security security come on like money security yeah so because because there, there, if there's no hunt there's no money there's no honey so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um it started from there and i saw the symptoms in myself and my experience like I, I started having um tmj TMJ, oh. where your jaw area started like becoming it's it's it where it didn't open. I went to the ER. Um, my blood pressure was like around really high, it's like 180 uh-huh. over 80, and which is not normal. And my doctor um on the ER check my my mouth and mm-hmm. see if everything's okay. And it seems normal. And he she says, You're just stressing. Literally, mm-hmm. you're stressing out. Mm-hmm. I never felt anything like that in my life in any jobs whatsoever. And I was just like, wait. And I got back to your um what you said, but your experiences. I'm like, oh no, like Paulina, like I felt this way. And, and I'm just like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. It's what's grabbing me there, it just felt like that some of the team, despite of the one person, that shall not be named. The, <laughs> the team you made, have made you feel like they're your family, right? Mm-hmm. You got inside a little bit. You got attached to them. And suddenly you're just like, oh, I'm going to leave this family behind. You know, like yeah, they, they see me from my best into my worst. And then suddenly I have to leave them behind. A year later, I decided, you know what? This is the time <laughs> for me to go because yeah. I didn't have... You know, like, I, I'm not going to get my, like, 
a time with my friends anymore in the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so difficult for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I see people like living their life on the weekend. But yeah, how about you, Ned? How are you? Re- did you like ever experience something like this? Um, I mean, I felt like some point in my life like we all feel like a little stressed you know when we work is definitely depend on what which industry you're in so i always has been working in customer service industry mm-hmm. so at first like you know you're new to everything like you're trying to make customer happy but then you'll, you'll get the hang of it and you know what to do but then you mm-hmm. move on to different industry but you know it's still customer service but because the um industry is different yes you know it's like a food yes. industry yes. going to a healthcare industry and, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, it's like you not just representing yourself, but you representing the whole company, you know, mm-hmm. which is a, yeah. like a big um, healthcare industry. Um, but at the same time, it's like because they feel like customers always right. You know, it's like mm-hmm. patients always right. You want to be, you know, empathy and sympathy and which, mm-hmm. you know, I always try my best to understand. But I feel like sometimes other human being also need to hold themselves accountable for how the way they react to certain thing. You know, yep. just because I work here, that does not mean um your free like you know free punching bag that you can. <laughs> I was about to say you. that. No, so whatever you want at me, it's like I'm still a human. Like I'm here mm-hmm. trying to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. But but what you're you know some people are just so mean, and I just want oh, people God. to. Be kind. Like I understand you might be in pain. You might feel like you're dying, but it's like if you're dying, you shouldn't be talking to me right now. Yeah. You're like call nine one one. No, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like that. I mean, when I worked for that job, it was definitely stressing. It was during pandemic, but I was, you know, like you. You know, I felt I felt like I need to be grateful at that time. Like some people got laid off, and mm-hmm. but I still got a mm-hmm. job. You know, I go to work every day the nice park with there's no traffic because <laughs> people work oh, from home yeah, or exactly. down. <laughs> so you know i always tell myself like i should be grateful i i had a reason to go out of the house i still have a job mm-hmm. but it was definitely like very like mentally exhausting because it's it's just a way too many people yeah. being so negative and it's not even you know it's, it's not your problem but it's my problem mm-hmm. because <laughs> because i'm here trying to help you just I don't know. People like devalue, you know, devalue you. Yeah. Just because I'm admin and I'm not a doctor or I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a a president, like doesn't make me less value. Yeah. Yeah. So people don't get that. People treat you so bad. And I do have a advice for um advice. I do have a question for you guys. Like Mm -hmm. I have an advice. Like I have an experience. Um, I wanted to ask like. I wanted to ask both of you guys, like, um, if you could b- go back to yourself at your younger days, like in your early 20s, like mm-hmm. where, when you entered the professional route in your life, what would you give advice to yourself? And I think any listeners right now who are in their 20s or early mm-hmm. 20s probably want to hear that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Paulina, go, f- go first. Um, ooh. I think the advice I would give myself, like, you know, picturing graduating college, uh, don't, I would say don't rush. Uh, That was my ultimate problem because I was so incredibly focused on getting a a job, 
saving mm-hmm. enough money to move out and I can mm-hmm. do what I want if I'm being yeah. honest, you know, like I just, I really wanted to have my own life and I didn't want people telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I I rushed and this place you and I worked together, uh, Liam, <laughs> that was the first job that I encountered, you know, while I was getting ready to graduate. And I was just so so obsessed with the idea of getting a job there because I, at that point I didn't care what I did. I just wanted to start making money and I just wanted to start my own life by myself. Um, So that would be my advice is take the time to really see, you know, like do the research or whatever, but see what, what kind of company you want to work for. Yeah, yeah. Get, that, that takes a lot of effort too. With the job searching in itself, it's already hard enough trying to look <laughs> for stuff on LinkedIn, on Indeed, and w- whatever other uh, place. But um, y- you have to take the time and don't pressure yourself because mm-hmm. honestly, like uh, it made me feel like I, I I grew up a little too fast and I didn't enjoy the present. Yeah, yeah. I was too focused on one thing and, you know, being completely blunt here with myself, that still happens to me. It's incredibly hard to focus it's a continu- on. It's a continuous learning. It is. It yeah. really is. And it's hard. It's hard for me to really enjoy what's happening in my life right this second. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things to be thankful for, but I can't help but think, what's the next thing? You know, like, what do I want to accomplish in the next three years, in the next five years? And I get so obsessed with that thought that life kind of just goes by and Mm -hmm. I don't even realize it, you know? Enjoy it. Yeah. So when I look back into my early 20s or even just starting college, oh, my word, I can't even. (laughs) My my biggest regret is not really taking the time to enjoy that stage in my life. You know, it just Mm -hmm. kind of by in a, in a second so that would be my advice it's don't rush you know that's what you're enjoy 20s the moment that's yeah. what your 20s are it's all it's an explore <laughs> yeah see what you want to do with with uh with yourself you know what mm-hmm. kind of company you want to work for so many things to figure out and do yes. not yourself <laughs> yes well, you know people like you know we i feel like when you're early 20s sometimes you crave for that freedom Yes, exactly. Crave for that freedom, yeah. crave for that financial like stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what that reminds me of the video nowadays. Like, you want the finance financial freedom in your 20s and retire in your 20s. Yeah. I'm like, girl, I didn't even step in the workforce place. Like, what yeah. time are you talking about? You know, my 401k know. probably like 50 cents at this minute. At this minute. <laughs> I blame yeah. social media. <laughs> Oh my god. I blame social media for putting show me all of successful influencer or in their yes. early 20s oh making gosh, millions yeah. and you know because that's pressuring, you know, pressuring you of like, oh my god, I want to be there, I want to do that, I want to travel. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's just it's so easy to compare yourself to other people too mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. about yeah. anything. So, but that's a whole other topic in itself, social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my advice. It's don't rush. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nick? Really What's your advice rush. for your early 20s? Mm-hmm. For me, it would be don't be scared for changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot yes. of changes, you know, like transitioning from early adult to adult. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like young adult. <laughs> no, it was an early twenty, right? <laughs> so you know, 
know, don't be scared for changes because a lot of changes will definitely happen at that time. And, you know, you're going to have to learn how to pay your bills. You're going to work. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. learn about health care. Like, you learn about so mm-hmm. many things that school didn't really prepare you for. And it's oh, okay. Yes. You know, it's okay to not know what's going on. Um, other people might think it's common sense, but that's not hap- like that's not true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I remember when I, you know, when I over 18, move out of the house and everything, I, I didn't know, I don't know, like that you need to make your own, I mean, doctor appointment and all that. Like I thought it's just, <laughs> it already yes. made, obviously it's already made for me because my parent made it for me. Yeah. But oh, because gosh. I wasn't like in the, ever that process of making that happen, like I didn't know that you have to get that phone call to make that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. didn't know, you know, like there's a detergent that you have to purchase there's toothpaste <laughs> that you have to purchase because i thought hey it's always at the house it's unlimited supply it never, it never right. like all of these things that you never have to do before and you have to learn how to do all that and no one told you that hey go to the store and buy these stuff because your parents are there to do that for you changes. It's it sounds simple, all the examples you're giving right now, but it's so true. Like I have dates yeah. where my mom be like, Can you make this appointment for me? Yeah, and even like drive yourself to the store. Like it's just yeah. like, oh my god, I don't want to get out of the house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard. Adult adult life is no joke. It's no <laughs> joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's no joke. But it's you know, but it's not scary. It's just that you no. just have to be patient, you know, to yourself. Yeah, yeah. don't be lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a big one, but um I don't know. It's just it's definitely a lot to to think about at the same yeah. time. You know, yeah. like, I, I relate like, to that net big time because now mm-hmm. I'm like I'm becoming like an early bird person. Like I would go to sleep like at around 10 p.m. Like 10 30 oh, wow. p.m. Right, right? Because like you just wanted to get that eight hours of sleep, especially you have an eight hours of work. So old. <laughs> What? I, I feel old. About late twenties. We're talking about early twenties right now. Uh, how you guys felt <laughs> like, <up> later? <laughs> yeah, for me, I would say that um, like any like losses or um, negative experiences, take it as a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. losses such as like a job, such as a friendship or relationship, yeah. take it as a blessing in disguise. You know. And, and instead of, like, crying over a spilled milk and, and you know, like, that's over and done, um, think of it like, like oh, another lesson that I've learned, another lesson that I could use in my skills, another lesson that I need to use in the future, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, like, for example, that everyone's talking, the most talk about self-help book right now is identifying toxic relationships right mm-hmm. so <laughs> with relationship that's a lot of umbrella it could be co-workers um mm-hmm. romantic friendship or you know or yourself so yeah. like with that like with those experiences and and identifying those and um you know like no one's perfect. First of all, no one's perfect. You're not perfect. We were not built perfect in this world. We need to like be to make mistakes to learn from that, right? Yeah. Like with all of those. And and from that, like what what can we do? We we need to perfect that. We need to like learn and improve that. You know, like how? 
Absolutely. Like by looking at sources like the self-help book mm -hmm. or um, looking at like reaching out for a good friend, you know, that you can mm -hmm. talk for an hour with and, and, and ask for advice, you know, or maybe a psychic reader. We never know what's your sources are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so many, but as long you're improving and you're learning from that, you know, and yeah, like from those experiences and losses and yeah, I think you're doing a great job, right? Like you didn't have to make like um quote unquote relationship goals. Are you happy mm -hmm. in that relationship goals? Mm -hmm. Are you are you really in that hashtag besties? Are you guys really besties behind the cameras? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you just like doing it just for the camera and behind the camera like I hate her? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like something like that, right? <laughs> or or like it yeah, because it's amazing how social media portray things like beautiful. Oh like, yeah. Euphoria, like like perfect, you know, like mm -hmm. Isn't that utopia? Utopia is the word, right? Utopia mm -hmm. is like the perfect world in a way. Is that yeah. the right definition? Yes. And <laughs> yeah, so like as long as you identify what's real and honest to yourself, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? None of us ever stop learning. Exactly. If you're 30 or 90, there's always something new to learn. Yeah, and always yeah. a good way or a lot of ways to better yourself, you know, as a mm -hmm. as a human being. So, I completely yeah. agree with everything you just said. Yeah, no one, no one is perfect. Even in the no. utopia world, there's people that are not perfect. <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. don't feel the pressure that you have to be the role model or, you know, the successor of your family. Like I know the pressure is there, but yeah. at the end of the day. You have to do what you're happy that make you happy. Yeah. And, you know, just be a good person. Be a that's, better person. Like, be a good human being to everyone yeah. else. Just, just be, be a good human being and you already serve the world good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the key in my opinion. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't, I don't care who you are, what your beliefs are. Like, putting all that aside, as long as you're a good human being, that's what should count. You know, you're 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 uh, an individual. And if you respect me and my beliefs and how I view certain things and I respect you, you know, what, what, yeah. what there, there shouldn't be any harm, you know, and I feel like that's a huge issue with society in general. People mm -hmm. just don't know how to respect each other. And I think mm -hmm. that's incredibly sad. You know, not everyone is going to be alike in any sort of way you know and i feel like if we were that would sort of be kind of boring <laughs> yeah i mean that so. is so understandable however like if like going back to the stories of customer service right and and if a person like identifies like quote-unquote um empathy <laughs> empathy yes. at least uh -huh. identifying empathy and boundaries of, of okay this person's just trying to help me you know this person's mm -hmm. just trying to help me to reach that destination where i want to leave, like mm -hmm. go exactly like what i've learned with our customer service type of job reminds me of like to say thank you or appreciation to the customer service workers yeah. out there yeah. now yeah. Yeah. Definitely. it makes just, a it makes a difference for them believe it or not just yeah you're a please you know so technically yeah or, or a manager like instead of like i do know that it's such a a lot of like work 
as a manager, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. However, like if you like at least show appreciation to your um unders, you know, like your, you know, co-workers, colleague under them, you know, team, like appreciation and smile and say, thank you. I appreciate what you guys do. But sincerity, not the, um, (laughs) you know, like, like sincerity from the heart, not like, from like, I have to. No, like, how would you, like, my, my all just like, how would you feel if you're in that person's foot? So, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. important. If everyone thought that way, oh, how we, the world would be different. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. 